Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch, coming to you from the social-centric studios in the home of Dakota Kidby in uh, the lovely city of Calgary on uh, a Friday Friday morning. And I think both of us are a little cuckoo bananas this morning because we started very early podcasting on this Friday. So uh, check in, Dakota. What's happening? <laughs> I'm doing really good. Thank you for asking. Having actually a great week. Um, some exciting things have happened this week to us, to me. I don't know why I keep saying us. Probably because like I do have a bit of a team behind me, but it's mostly me. Um, in any event, yeah, we uh, landed a couple new clients this week. I found out that I'm going to be part of the Made in Alberta Awards conference for Avenue Magazine, which is super fun. So stay tuned for some stuff, some cool stuff about that on social um, yeah. And we are actually planning 2023 today. Yes. That's partly why we are at this all day. It's a day session for ladies who launched today because we are planning our 2023 and our fall guests, later fall guests for ladies who launch as well. And we are also brainstorming our big photo shoot that's happening on September 8th, where we are we are going to be getting some really cool brand photos for ladies who launch. So you'll you'll be seeing new cool imagery and branding from us coming out yeah. ASAP. And big shout out to Britta Kokomora, who's going to work her magic and make us look like models. Well, make us look less ridiculous than we normally <laughs> Because I, people, if you saw what we look like when we record these podcasts, I don't think people really understand the, like, the level of just schlubbery that happens. Schlubbery? That's my word. <laughs> Uh, that happens when we record these podcasts. I mean, we're lucky we even, well, we're in pajamas for the most part, but it's funny. I did a, um, I did a uh, speaking engagement with the Alberta Women's Entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs um, Organization, I don't know, months ago, like back in 2021, probably. And it was on starting your own podcast. And so I was talking about our ladies who launch. And one of the comment, one of the questions that came in on the chat, I just, it made me laugh because one of the questions was, well, can you can you video record and post them to YouTube as well? And I'm like, yeah, you totally can. But um, Dakota and I are total hot messes. So we don't yeah. we don't visually record these and post them to YouTube because no one needs that in their life. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, I'm probably gonna take some BTS today. Oh, with the big with our big headphones. We're gonna and- take a little BTS just because this is so us. Like we should really just show up to the photo shoot. Like this. We should just show up in pajamas. Yeah. Britta, if you're listening, we're going to show up in pajamas too. She would not be happy with us. I know, because Britta is like classy lady. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> hey now, I mean, I'm sometimes classy. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I am. But anyways, uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about stuff we're reading. Uh, Alyssa and I are elbow deep in a couple of awesome books and podcasts, and we want to share today with you guys, what we are reading right now. So Alyssa, why don't you kick it off? Well, it's interesting because it's summer. Summer is always the time. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying, if you're sitting there thinking that we're going to be all like super um, 
erudite and talk about fancy business books and stuff. We might get to that, but uh, I'm going to talk just about general beach reads and like smutty summer reads because that's where my head's been. It's summertime. You want those quick, happy, sort of coupley, cute books for summer. And I have to say that I never thought I'd be this person, but I have fallen into the... uh, Dakota's going to sneeze. Sorry. I was trying very hard. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, so I have fallen into the TikTok book talk rabbit hole. So... First of all, I never thought I'd be the person that's like into the into TikTok, but I am so into TikTok, it's actually embarrassing. But <laughs> book talk, which is the hashtag on TikTok for books, is unbelievable. And you can find so many content creators who are talking about any sort of niche book that you're interested in and find a ton of people who like the books that you like and recommend and all that stuff. So I have found a ton of great chiclet or smutty books for the summer through through TikTok. One of the authors that I didn't know about until uh, I went down this rabbit hole is Emily Henry, who writes really great, um, like, fun, meet cute romance novels. And her book, Book Lovers and People You Meet on Vacation, excellent summer reads. And the other author who I've discovered through Book Talk uh, is Tessa Bailey. And she writes super like funny, but visually, visualization-y. Uh, <laughs> oh, all these new words I'm learning I'm just today. making things up. Um, like, like romancy, like. Are you, yeah. are you trying to say that. They're sexy books. It's like a Jacqueline Suzanne novel mixed with some Harlequin. Right, of our mom's era, like the, the Jackie Collins, Danielle Steele era. Yeah, but just modernized. Um, Anyway, though, I've been like deep diving into fun beach reads and really gr- like discovering really great authors. And you can follow them all on TikTok too. Like they all have their own TikToks where they like talk to you about their book upcoming talk. books. Yeah, who knew? Book talk. But uh, yeah, that's sort of where I am. I mean, I do have some business books that I'll talk about that I'm sort of diving into as we get into the fall. But uh, yeah, I've sort of been in a great uh, fun like fiction, fiction yeah. hot dude realm of summer. She's been lost in the rippling abs of some man in a paperback. Um, so yeah, if you guys are going on like one last vacation of the summer, then maybe write these down and, and go grab, go snag them before. Yeah. They're perfect. Vacation. They're perfect. Like Kindle reads and, or your Kobo. What's your favorite one? Um, God, are you on the spot here. I will have to sort of uh, book lovers are really good, and what happened? What happened last summer from Tessa Bailey was really, really good. Mm. Um, as called, well. what happened last summer? Yeah, is it like a murder mystery? No, is it what? What happened this summer? No, what happened last summer is a movie, right? I think yeah, it's, what happened? This I know summer? what you did last summer. Um, yeah, no, it's basically this bougie, uh, rich girl from California who uh, walks in on her fian- on their wedding day, um, her fiance and her uh, maid of honor in the coat closet. Wow, that's very Chicago. (laughs) And basically runs off in her wedding dress and to the first, like, plane that she sees and it lands in this small town in Alaska. Oh. I know, it's fantastic. For a minute, I thought you were going to be like, and it lands in Italy. No. (laughs) Small town in Alaska and she meets 
the fisherman dude who also owns the local bar and stuff. Hijinks ensue. Damn. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> like hot fishermen in small Alaskan villages. Like, come on, people. Hello. How do you not love that? <laughs> oh, that's a hook if I ever heard one. Um, Look at me doing all of Tessa Bailey's PR. <laughs> right? We should, we're going to tag you, Tessa Bailey. Tessa Bailey, we'd love to have you on this cast. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear us, Tessa Bailey? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, so my reading list is kind of more boring than yours. <laughs> but in any event, I'm reading this amazing book right now called um, Big Magic. And it's an Elizabeth Gilbert book. So she wrote oh, yeah. Eat, Pray, Love, um, which I honestly adore yeah. so much. That was the first movie I watched post-divorce. <laughs> I think that's every either single woman or divorcee woman's yes. love book and, and then love I movie. And I went to Europe for a month and had my own experience. Um, anyways, this is her newest book and... It's it's really about living a creative life, um, and it talks about how she's drawn inspiration and empowerment from her own experiences, um, and it's got some really cool, unique wisdoms and perspectives on creativity and how to kind of radiate those into all aspects of your life, um, specifically. So, like, talking about tackling what we love most. So, we were talking about this in our former podcast, um, our former podcast, our last episode about doing what you love and really embracing that side, I don't want to call it hustle, project that you have um, and how to face down fear and just take the leap. Um, and hilariously, I actually have a really good friend who all y'all should go follow on face, uh, Instagram. Y'all. Y'all. Her uh, Instagram is called Brick and Licorice. And she is um, a brand new designer, up and coming designer. Um, but she's still working her full time gig um, and trying to start this business on the side. And she's so freaking talented. So we actually um, had a wine this week and talked about how she should really just take the leap. So I told her to read this book. And so anybody who's trying to start a new business, I would um, or looking to take a leap into some change um, or new trajectory, I would highly recommend this book. So that's my main pick for this summer. Yeah, I really like Elizabeth um, Gilbert too. I haven't uh, read that one, but it's interesting. I think um, everybody feels, maybe this is just me, but there's so many like business-y books or entrepreneurship books that come out. and, And I think everybody feels the the pressure that you should be up on all these things and all these new books coming out, but I just can't keep up on all of that. So I'm sort of focusing my business reading or into the fall in more, less about those sort of like Seth Godin or like those sort of big idea people, because I mean, that's great and all, but sometimes it's a bit too much. So I'm focusing more on books that have a business angle, but it's more directed to feminism or to sort of the female gaze as opposed to coming from men. One of the ones that's actually on my uh, current wish list at Amazon, and it's been on here forever, but I think I'm actually going to pull the trigger. It's called, um, as I scroll back up, Invisible Women. And it's the subtitle is Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. And it's by Carolyn Criado Perez. And I'm going to read you a bit of the um, the synopsis because I think it's an interesting um, 
read from how the entire system of well the patriarchy has been set up um interesting in 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 a world designed for men um so the the synopsis is data is fundamental to a modern world from economic development to healthcare to education and public policy we rely on numbers to allocate resources and make crucial decisions. But because so much data fails to take into account gender, because it treats men as the default and women as atypical, bias and discrimination are baked into our systems. And women pay tremendous costs for this bias in time, money, and often with their lives. So it's interesting because you there's even there's a lot of talk now about the BMI, like the BMI index with your, like how everybody's measured by their, their body mass body, index. body mass index. Yeah. And how it's actually complete BS because BMI was created not even by a, like a physician, it was a researcher. Um, and it was being used back in the like 1800s or something for some other reason. It wasn't medical related. And the, the basis for the BMI is a like five foot 10, 180 pound white man and how like all the numbers that are related to BMI are related to that entity. Like that's the, that's the, the scientific baseline. And so that's why none of the numbers and why no one should listen to anything to do with BMI because it's completely biased. And so that's when you get into this sort of book of talking about how, um, when you go in, like for medical purposes, for example, like how um, testing machines, like if you go in for an, uh, an MRI or a CT scan, you have to go in the tube, how those tubes are built for typical white men and not people of different sizes, or if you're shorter or for kids or anything like that. So it, it'll be, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to that read because it sort of delves into all the policy that that we have or that how the data of how we create things is all based on um, patriarchy. Patriarchy. So I was in Jasper last weekend for an evening and I was out there with one of my really close girlfriends who I have to say is probably the most bullish feminist I've ever met in my life. And I mean that like, like she's, she's just always, you know, speaks her mind about women and rights and like, it's very inspiring. And so we were just having a, a chat about the patriarchy on one of our hikes and she actually told me that um, the patriarchy started when farming started, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. So when you look back to like cavemen. Um, Women ran the show. Yeah. Like, or they were partners. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that's still really interesting to me is in some um, <laughs> native populations, such as in Papua New Guinea, there are um, matriarchal societies still to this day where women run the show or they're but very rarely is there a balance. And so we really got into the conversation of balance, which is kind of interesting because we were then sitting above Pato Lake, which is this gorgeous lake close to Jasper. And we we ended up having the most interesting conversation about nature and how in the past, before farming began, which also ties to nature, um, <clears throat> feminism and masculinity were very much like an ebb and flow of like the masculine was more the mountain and the feminine was more the lake because there's more of a flow to the way women emote. Um, we ended up having this big conversation about how the world is built in a very masculine way mm-hmm. and it blocks the creativity of flow. Yes. It's Isn't all very fun? linear. Yeah. So anyway, just putting that in there because it was a really interesting conversation that really correlates to what you're talking about. Yeah, I think when we start thinking about how, I mean, the entire 
structure of our current modern society is all built for men and by men. And I mean, you can go back even further into, into the early, early Christianity when um, the Catholic Church in particular started uh, burning a lot of the sort of, not biblical texts, but, but church texts uh, about the sort of the feminine and the divine and how women in the matriarchy had such huge um, space yes. in 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 time in that time. Yeah. And once they started burning all those pieces because they needed to remove women and the feminine from the church, that sort of begat the um yeah. belief that women um were beneath men. And I mean, look what's happening in modern society. I mean, the only way, the only the only mechanism men have to keep women in their place right now is by regulating them. So Hello, regulating their health care and regulating um, the money they make and all those things, right? That's the, the only power that men have any, have left, and so they're they're fully implementing all of that now. <laughs> anyway, uh, an interesting, so, but yeah, interesting yeah. book. That's really interesting. And actually, um, I want to talk a little bit about an artist I've been listening to, um, as opposed to books, for a minute, just because obviously we engage with various arts in different ways. Um, and I, that brings me to like another point about this conversation and that I'm loving so much that people are coming out as gender fluid mm-hmm. or just fluid. Yeah. And gender's a social construct. It's not real. Absolutely. So anyway, I've been listening to this, um, instrumentalist slash singer, songwriter and producer, uh, named Tash Sultana. Oh. And they are from Australia Um, and they were here for Stampede and I had the chance to see them live. And it was, they play over 20 instruments from the harp to the guitar, to the sax, to the trumpet, to the, to the bass, um, to the drums. And they also have the most beautiful voice I've ever heard in my life. And so I literally think I listen to Tash now, like every second, like almost every day. I have two of her LPs. They're LPs. Pardon? They're LPs. They're LPs. Sorry. Damn. Okay. I'm I know. Just, I was getting... Yeah. I know. They're LPs. We all will do it. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. We, I have two of their LPs. One of them is called Flow State, which Ooh, I love. I love that. And uh, anyway, you should really check them out because they are slowly becoming extremely famous. Um, they're a one-woman band, quote, um, and that is correct. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, like, I swear to God, every tour they've had this year has been totally sold out. I can't even believe that they were at Stampede, which is really interesting. When they first came on stage, it was hilarious. They were like, this is a very weird place. Everybody's pretending to be a cowboy. Yes, we know. (laughs) Adult cosplay. Anyway, so um, if you love sort of like psychedelic rock um, and EDM even, like not like the bass pumping type of EDM, but just um, like multi-instrumental psychedelic rock. Uh, they are a really great artist to check out. That's awesome. I love that you're talking about music. I think that's uh, it's such a great, I mean, because I listen to music and podcasts through um, when I'm working and uh, in my office all the time. So that's uh, relevant. And speaking of podcasts, I have a couple that I think uh, are definitely worth listening to that I've sort of been um, on my playlist both in my car and uh, in my office throughout the summer. So the first one is The Financial Feminist. And this is uh, 
what's her name again? I can never, why do I never remember her name? Tori Dunlap. And you've probably seen a lot of her recently because she's the 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 person who had her first 100K. I think that's the name of her company. Uh, she had her first 100K in investments like by the time she was 21. And now she basically could, re- she's like 27 and she could retire if she wanted. She's got millions in the bank from her investment. And she's created this entire and she's even has, she has a book out now too called The Financial Feminist. So if you want to go to Amazon, if you prefer reading as opposed to podcasts. But she always has super, she's American, so take it with a grain of salt. A lot of the investing and uh, financial advice isn't always relevant to Canadian audience. But her her push for uh, put people putting their money into high-yield savings accounts and into RSPs and TFSAs is relevant for all of us. And basically, her whole message is the fact that, like, when we're talking about the patriarchy, the one thing the patriarchy can't touch is women making money. So if women start taking control of their own finances and know how to invest and know how to save and create their own wealth, uh, men can't touch that. So Tori's really awesome. She's got a blog and stuff too. The other one that uh, I listen to quite a bit is the Jon Stewart podcast, The Problem with Jon Stewart. So if anybody's lis- missing Jon Stewart on the, day- like, the Daily Show, he does have a, a podcast on Apple now. And uh, he's a really interesting listen. Uh, he always has great guests. And uh, he's he's good to tune in at any time. And um, the other one from like sort of a business PR perspective is uh, Pitching Powerhouse with uh, Jen Burson. She owns Generation PR out of uh, California. And uh, her her podcast, I will say, is very, it, it's clearly very DIY, kind of like ours, uh, that she's basically probably sitting at her desk. But she has always great insight into the PR world and uh, talking about things that are relevant at this time. Like her latest episode is what's the best time for your pitching, um, ver- like short leads versus long leads, all that kind of stuff. So if you're in the PR space, uh, that's worth checking out as well. Oh, very cool. I love that. I also have a couple of podcasts, one conventional and one extremely unconventional to share with you guys. Um, so those of you who know me know definitely know that I am a humongous advocate for a very healthy sex life and a very healthy relationship um, life that is like full and full of excitement. Um, However, some of us are single, right? (laughs) Some of us are. So what do we do with that? Um, I was kind of experiencing a bit of, I don't want to call it depression, but like For a while there last year, I was kind of like, well, you know, like I just like, I'm not interested in casual dating really. And, but I'm also like not super interested in having a relationship right now. So how can I date myself and make myself feel great? And my girlfriend introduced me to this very um, unconventional podcast that I really love. And for those of you who are going to check it out, trigger warning, it's definitely like out there, but I would highly recommend it. It's called the Orgasmic Enlightenment Podcast. And the woman who runs it is named Kim Anami. And she's a sex and relationship coach um, that really speaks to single people in terms of... um, I'm not going to get into it here just because it is a little risque. Uh, It really isn't. Like, I actually feel bad even saying that, but just because like, I wish we could be a little more outspoken, but maybe I'm just not ready yet. (laughs) But anyways, she's really great because she teaches women um, how to infuse more passion into their lives with or without a partner. And it's very much about energy and spiritual curiosity. Um, 
and transformation. And it's a really cool podcast um, in terms of if you are single and you are feeling kind of like you're not loving yourself or you have a little bit of self-love work to do, she actually really helps me with a number of things. It's also, I hate the word enlightenment, I will say, but <laughs> other than that, it sounds awesome. Yeah. And then the other person I've been listening to from like a business, meditation, wellness, everything perspective lately is Jay Shetty. Um, I've really been enjoying him and his wife, his wife's, his partner's podcasts. Um, they both are just really inspirational in terms of um, helping you with like your energy levels and your relationships and um, even things like finances. And so both of them are really cool. They even like have fun recipes and like hilarious videos on their socials. Um, and they're just a really cool like unit that I look up to. So... Yeah. I'm going to look up online because I thought there was some interesting, like, not good news about Jay Shetty. What? Yeah, there was some sort of, I'm trying to, like, oh. Googling, but I don't see, somebody commented about that, but I am i don't know, so, like, don't take that, but. Um, huh. I don't love that he, oh, no. Look at us, like, Googling on our podcast, but there was some sort of, and I. Oh. I'm not, yeah, I'm not seeing that. Oh, Jay, Jay Shetty exposed. What? What is this? Okay, that I feel like that's dark web. That is like not. Oh, like people, yeah, a lot of people commenting that plagiarizing quotes. That he's just sort of like a charlatan and just like making crap up for his website. And do you think Uh, Jay Shetty is a motivational speaker? Is really just a plagiarist? I don't know. I think he's awesome. He literally used to be a monk and has had a very interesting life. Um. He's he, the only thing I'm not a big fan of is he's very much like in the spotlight with celebrity culture. So like I don't really identify with him there, but he's got some really great guests that come on the cast. Um and he's very similar for me to Mark Groves where like if I really need something, it's always there for me within his within his episodes. Um which I yeah, really I like, mean, I think but. this is all like I just sort of have. I mean, it's not Jay Shetty particularly. I just have a whole issue with this entire like BS, like enlightenment culture, and all these podcasts because ultimately, like, mm-hmm. even as I was just googling Jay Shetty here, they just want you to buy their shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. oh, get his well. course for nine ninety seven and blah blah blah. So the, ultimately, it's all just about selling stuff, yeah, which is whatever. But well, and I take I, what I get. And I take what I get from yeah. here, right? Like, I mean, I and that's fine. Everybody can take. But yeah, I just, I mean, it's sort yeah. of my feelings about hustle culture. It's the same sort of thing with all of these people. Well, that's that are a good just, lead into this, yeah. Like the Rachel Hollis crap and people that yeah. still, like fall into that whole yeah. like nonsense. Well, actually, Haley, my girlfriend and I were having another very interesting conversation this weekend about this exact topic. And she was kind of saying, she's like, do you ever feel like the motivational people that you follow online are almost shoving it down your throat? And I was like, honestly, not really, because I just either I ignore it, tune it out, or I just don't watch that stuff. She's like, but no, but hear me out. Like, I do feel like sometimes it's very much like, oh, you have shitty people in your life. We'll just cut them all out. Like, there's no mindfulness well, there. It's all just... It's all meant to be just easy. Yeah, and it's not easy results or easy things, not. and it's like nothing's. As it's easy. it's almost turned into diet culture a little. It's bit. It's a little bit diet culture. Yeah, it's a and it's it's very culty. Like it's very it can be, yeah. people follow some of these people like very like, yeah sort of religiously kind of and yeah I yeah. think um, so people like I don't want to despair but those that go and listen and leave like you do, like take what you need and go yeah. or one thing. Yeah. But there are way too many people that get too drawn in Invested. to 
these types of personalities and it's not healthy. So yeah, it is diet culture-y, culty, yes. all of that because everything's a quick fix. Everything's like just, yeah. So, I mean, I take all of that. I used to listen to more of those. Like I used to listen to, um, who's the four-day work week guy? Um, I don't know. Whatever his name was. I used to be more into all these sort of business self-help booky book, yeah. book type things. Yeah. And um, I got out of a lot of that, which is why I didn't really get into that today. But yeah. uh, I think I, like the Seth Godin's and um, Gary Vaynerchuk's and all those guys, like not that, like they say valuable things, but I just mm-hmm. don't think that like 80% is actually relevant to the general sure. public. They're, t- yeah. they're too big. Like they've got, they're too big. At this point, what it is. to make any sort of like, real Neil Patel and all these guys, it's like you're too big to make any sort of direct correlation. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why 15 years ago people got attached to them because they were yeah. much more relevant. But I'm like, dude, you're I don't relate to this anymore. And you know what? It's fine if you do though. I just want to call that out. Like it's it's fine if you do relate. Like a lot of people do Jay Shetty's meditation practice with the calm app. And like that's exactly what yeah. Alyssa's talking about. But at the same time, like and Alyssa and I love a good banter, so I'm just going to call her out here. We monetize ourselves too, and we want to use this podcast to monetize ourselves in some way, but we want to do it in a meaningful way that is always giving stuff to you guys that's relevant. And then if you choose to seek more, then great. Yeah. And I will say, I do think Jay does a great job of that. Like he's very, he doesn't shove shit down your throat. He's very like, hey, I have this calm app. If this is something you'd like to introduce into your life, here's how you access it. Otherwise, let's move on with this. Is the calm app his or does he just no, have meditation on got, it? He's got meditation got on it. it. Gotcha. You can meditate. Because I was like, him. man, if the calm app is actually his, that's a big Oh no. But it's pretty cool. But like because- weird. Like Ryan Reynolds has a meditation on the yeah. calm app. Like I mean, that that to me is pretty like straight. It's kind of smart. It's kind of smart. Because like let's say you're kind of yeah. scared to meditate and you trust one of these people. Yeah, like if you want to listen to Ryan Reynolds to calm your mind, like how I mean, who doesn't mind? want to listen right? to Ryan Reynolds to calm? I was at the Alanis concert a little while back and then I was reminded that him and Alanis dated. They did. And I was like, that's a great Canadian couple. icon. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but anyways, uh, but at the same time, like Alyssa is also correct in that you don't want to get too terribly wrapped up in these Take what you things. need and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 100%. Well, guys, that is the closing of another episode of Ladies Who Launch. And so we will catch you next time and we will put all of these recommendations for the Ladies Who Launch book list into our show notes. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 